0: Welcome back to the Listen Up Podcast, where we analyze a new album each week. I'm Jamie, and this week we've got me, Nick. Yo. And Jordan. <laughs> this week, we're going to be taking a look at Southeastern by Jason Isbell, released in 2013, and it was picked by me, Jamie. Um, I chose this album because I love it, and I hold it near and dear to my heart. It is legitimately one of my favorite albums of all time.
1: It is an exceptional um, album.
0: And yeah, you just the the man puts on a clinic in songwriting. Um, he's Jordan, a little background. Cause I'm sure you're, you're unfamiliar with him indeed, and his work. Indeed I am. Um, he started off with the drive by truckers, which are a like Southern country adjacent, like rock band. Um, and he joined them was with them. That's where he started his like professional music career. But then, uh, just, like, he, he basically came in as, like, a 21-year-old and tried to, like, drink the same amount as uh, the other two lead members of the band who had been doing it for about 10 years at that point. Okay. Um. So he developed a strong addiction Uh, and wrestled with alcohol and drugs, and, like, he started to spiral a little bit, and then he, he left that band, got a divorce right. from his wife. Okay. Uh, who I think was also a member of the truckers. I think that's how we met her. Um, They split. He went to rehab on and off a couple of times, but then he finally sobered up in, I think it was 2012. And then this album is the first one he released after that. He, when he left the truckers, he had written some really good, some hits of theirs. Um, And then he'd made, I think this is his fourth solo album. After Departing From Them and the other one, this was the first one that really took off for his solo career. Um, and yeah, it's just a, so that's kind of the backstory of where this album came out of. It came out of wrestling with addiction and recovery. Um, and it's just uh, phenomenal. I love it. And so I, this is actually one of the ones i had been wanting. I think I said it last week, but this was one of the ones I... Literally had in mind when I picked the idea to y'all of starting this podcast, I was like, I, I'm going to talk about this. My dad loves this album. I know he's going to definitely check out this episode. Um, he's actually the one, yeah, because he's been a big Truckers fan and then was a subsequent Isbo fan um, yeah. and got me turned on to him as well. I, I
2: knew your dad was a huge drive-by Truckers fan.
0: <clears throat> yeah, he's seen them, I think, once or, well, I guess he's definitely seen them twice. Uh, but I think he said that's one of the loudest shows he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Was he saw them at Ziggy's back when it was still open? Oh, that's cool. And they were, and they were right in front of like the four or like eight foot tall brick wall or whatever. So mm-hmm. they were literally right where all of the sound was <laughs> reverbing, and they were like two hundred feet from the stage. Uh, he said he couldn't hear. Like the next day, he like really thought it was going to be some sort of permanent. <laughs> uh like ringing but he said after like a few days he was fine <laughs> but he was nervous for like the next day <laughs> um yeah and then we saw him uh couple summers ago a few summers ago whenever they toured with the Tedeschi trucks yeah. and Marcus King band um
2: Mar- Marcus yeah. King band Pre- previous Yeah we,
0: pod we band. talked about them uh that episode was a little bit shorter <laughs> than <laughs> Yeah, for, forgot about that one, yeah. episode, but, uh <laughs> It was a good hour-long discussion, though. You guys heard it as a 12-minute discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so Jordan, how did you... What was your reaction to your first uh, hearing of this album, then, as someone who hadn't heard any of it at all?
3: Um, so, it was a little more... Folk, I, actually, I, I like, I want to say, mm-hmm. not like folky, but like a little more, uh, oh, what's the word? It's okay. Well, one, it, it wasn't really my taste of music, to be All honest. Right.
0: I mean, it's, it's a country, album. yes,
3: yes, it's
0: an Americana country, yes, album.
3: um, which I'm surprised you guys actually. I'm not surprised Nick likes it so much, Jamie. I didn't know you like really this kind a ton, a ton, you know, but, uh.
0: Yeah, no, I, like, I, I, this is, this is right up my alley, this shit. this Damn. Tyler Childers. Some strange stuff, some of it. The there. range
3: on your uh, music taste. It's, I guess both it, of
0: you. Actually. It is wide. It is a wide variety. <laughs> um, it, it
3: wasn't, it wasn't my favorite, to be honest. Um, I, again, I didn't really have any expectations. I think it was a little too slow for me, like I've said before. Um, right. It didn't really have, the, the, the only thing that threw me off, actually, like, actually was like that one explicit song i did i wasn't even looking at the song tracks like the first i was just kind of like trying to listen through it mm. and when he started like i heard like the f word i was like what and i was like did you just say that and like oh you're
0: talking about elephant yeah, yeah. i was like yeah dude. like
3: doesn't that catch you off? like maybe since you guys have heard it a ton it doesn't but like the first- no it
0: does the first time you listen okay. to him, you're like whoa yeah you're like i whoa.
2: i showed that song to to someone that jamie and i work with last night for the first time and i, I I kind of tried to explain it at first and I I was like, you know, it kind of took me off guard the first time I listened to the song that he just comes out and like says the F word. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, I was like, not for the purpose that he cusses, but, and I kept trying to struggle, struggle to explain it. And I was like, yeah. you know what, just listen to it and you'll have the same experience I did and, and I'll see yeah, how yeah. you like it.
0: <laughs>
2: but
0: yeah. yeah, man, that, uh, it hurts yeah
2: (laughs) it does (laughs) that song that's that's one of the like when i natively think of sad songs i i typically tend to think of like relationship sad songs but that's one of the saddest situational just just like saddest overall songs i've ever heard
0: we'll uh we'll dive into it for sure but yeah that's yeah that yeah jordan last week you um we were talking about what, uh like, we kind of related to, and you talked about how Nick likes heartbreak music, and you asked me if I like relate, like, uh resonate with sad music. And the whole time I'm thinking, bro, next week's album <laughs> would be like a perfect example of like proof that I did. True, true, true.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: because there's, I how I, how much did you? So you said you didn't. You just tried to listen to it at first. Did you ever like really look at the lyrics of the songs? Uh some of
3: them. Some of them I did. Yeah, the ones the ones that interest me a little bit more, I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, but some of them, I I didn't look over every single lyric.
0: Yeah, and that's there are they the songs like you know Stockholm, flying over water. There's some interesting stuff there, but those are those you don't really, I wouldn't say you necessarily gain too much from like really delving in. But some of them, like especially like Elephant, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, um. Yeah, I mean, I guess if that's we can go ahead and get into some specifics then, because I feel like we're that's going to probably be a pretty long segment. This episode. <laughs> yeah, um, I know I have two and some change pages written. Yeah, yeah. you guys
3: wrote a lot for. This. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, this is I've had eight, seven years, probably like five or six years of like legitimately, like rigorously listening to this. So I've. You know, I've had time to dissect it apart from just like this past week.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, no, I yeah, love yeah. Jason Isbell and I, I love basically every album that like I, I've listened to all of his albums now. And every album from this one on, I've listened to probably at least like 10 times, I'd say. But yeah, but this one I listened to a little more sparingly. Not because every song is sad, but just because the sad songs in it are are so sad and are so emotional. Very sad. It's it's hard. It. Yeah. Even me enjoying sad music, it's hard for me to
1: <laughs> to put
2: myself in that vulnerable of a state.
0: Ah, oh, see, I'll throw it on and belt it out. Yeah, I'm here for it. That, that's
2: how I was this week when I was when I was really listening to it and trying to yeah. dig into the lyrics. Like I like, never had I'll,
0: I'll listen to this kind of stuff like doing homework. It's impressive. I, I applaud you.
2: Jamie's tears it's, just hit his
3: paper. as
0: my uh, my my like go to for a while my go to homework playlist. Uh, after I left, like the Beethoven hits on Spotify, hey. I, I listened to the, just this is Jason Isbell. That would be my like go to. I got you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm real quick before we get into specifics. I'm just I'm convinced that this man cannot make a bad album. <laughs> like, really? Even? Yeah, I mean, R- even. In his solo ones, like, the ones before this were Sirens of the Ditch, Here We Rest, and I think Sirens of the Ditch was his first solo album. I think so. And then there was an album after that called Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit. It was like a – that's, like, the band. I mean, it's not, like – and there are some good songs on those, but it's, like – and not every song's a hit on the albums. I just – but overall, I wouldn't give any of them less than, like, a seven, <laughs> because there's like there's great songs on every single one. Like even back to Sirens of the Ditch actually has a lot of I really enjoy them. Um, but specifically like Dress Blues, very sad song. Oh my, very God, good song.
2: You. Very, very very good very song. Good,
0: very sad. Uh, Chicago Promenade, Hurricanes and Hand Grenades, Shotgun Wedding, The Devil Is My Running Mate, The Magician. Wait, who does? Actually, who does, all of those songs? Are good. I, I really wedding, liked. Uh... And,
3: who what? Who does Shotgun Wedding again?
0: Jason Isbell. That's. I feel like I've heard oh, that
3: song before. You probably haven't
0: heard this one. Are you thinking of White Wedding by Billy Idol? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, know,
3: know the one. That. No, I know White Wedding is like Sunday for a White Wedding. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. Never mind. I would be surprised. If, <laughs> I mean, I'll pl- I can play it. No, both, no, no. i would no. be surprised. Okay. You I probably haven't oh. heard it. Yeah, I
2: had never listened to Sirens of the Ditch before this week. And um yeah. and uh I really I really enjoyed Hurricanes and Hand Grenades and like mm-hmm. basically every other song on that album was also good. But that, that was one I of my really favorites. Love, uh, that one in dress blues.
0: Yeah. Dress blues, man, that's good. Um but yeah, and then like the next one, which is the band self titled Seven Mile Island, Cigarettes and Wine, uh Street I love Streetlights. That's an excellent song. Um and that one's probably the weakest of them, but I would still like enjoy listening to it, Here We Rest, Codeine's a great song. Codeine's really good. Go It Alone, Alabama Pines, Hard yeah, okay. on a String, Daisy Mae, like, it's just, literally every album, I like, half the songs on it, I'm like, those are great songs. <laughs> and the other ones, I still enjoy listening to. So, like, I cannot sing this man's praises enough. I really can't. I, I oh, love awesome. his music so much.
3: Interesting. Uh,
0: his next album after this one won, like, best it got like album of the year. Dang. In, uh, I thought it got like album of the year, like the Americana Awards or some something like that. Is that the Something um, More Than Free? Something More Than Free. Yeah. yeah which is a phenomenal song. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I love it. But I think this was the first, that was, the, the album after this, that's the first one where he got mo- like more than just like country recognition. He got like, I think he debuted really highly on like rock and folk and country mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh but it's a
2: phenomenal album. I remember the Children
0: of Children. Oh, chef's <laughs> The the first time flagship.
2: the first time I ever heard a Jason Isbell song, I saw him perform 24 Frames on Conan. Mm-hmm. When I was younger.
0: Yeah, I think that was probably the I think it was also the lead single. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah I think that was that was probably the biggest one that one if it takes a lifetime and uh, Something More Than Free I think were the biggest ones yeah. but that one like all the songs are good mm-hmm. that one and this one all the songs are good and that was the the one time I've seen him I was gonna see him at Bonnaroo and I was so hype but the one time I saw him in concert was for the Something More Than Free tour okay Um, and that was awesome but now I know his catalog so much better I would get so much more out of the concert again that's why I was so excited but Say Levy. He's also hilarious on Twitter. <laughs> he is very just fun throwing it out there. Twitter. I love his social media presence.
3: Jason Isabel? Um, mm-hmm. or Isabel? Yeah,
0: he's dude. He's so funny.
3: Interesting.
0: He he actually he had a meme that like was a legitimate meme. Did you ever hear about the like let me hit it with feral head. hogs yeah. in Arkansas?
3: Maybe. Uh, maybe.
0: Yeah, it was it was a couple years ago. Oh yeah, years ago. He was he was the root of of that meme. Oh she was it was in a like a thread that he was going back and forth with his guy about uh,
2: it's a whole thing. Okay. But right. it was
0: it was so funny and I was like, yo, that's my guy. He also responded to me on Twitter. What?
2: yeah, he did do that one time.
0: I think I and remember I, what you were talking about. It was it was something about Breaking Bad. Yeah. But I uh, wait. This is the guy. I think it was like if you could watch one show, like fresh. Yeah. What would it be? And I said Breaking Bad. I think something like that. And he he responded, and I I, I uh, you know I screenshotted that and threw it in the family group. Yo, <laughs> <was like>, oh. <laughs> is that well verified done, So you finally, you finally
2: you more really than a verified that. quote, a quote from someone you you really respect and admire. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I was like this is this is this is a win, boys. <laughs> um all right, now I guess we can I have said my piece. I'm good with getting into the <laughs> into the the, the specifics. Dive. Yeah. Um I'm pretty sure I have something written down for every track. <laughs> I don't, but <laughs> um I'm going to start off... all right. So, uh, we will just start off with Cover Me Up. I Fair I will stake my claim that I think this is one of the best love songs ever written.
3: Best love song ever written.
0: I ab like it's so raw and there's so much emotion and every line is like just written so well. Ooh. Like he's a guy where like there's a million ways that you can say almost anything, and I I he gets in especially in this song, he says it right. He picks the right one every single time.
3: You're telling me. Like, you're telling me. wops is less romantic than this.
0: In IMO.
3: Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> hot take, hot take, Jamie. But I'll let you continue. Like okay, so it just it, it's incredible.
0: Like the amount of, I, I think he said like the first time he ever like, kind of like threw this on wax. He like. He got almost so choked up doing it. He wrote it for his wife before they were, like, married. Oh, dang. But he wrote it for and about her. Uh, I mean, it's just, like, every single verse you can go back and, like, listen to it again and again and get a little bit more out of it. But uh, specifically the end of the first verse.
4: Hand on gun, you can't trust anyone. I was so sure what I needed was more, I tried to shoot out the sun. In days when we raged, we flew off the page, such. Days made it through somebody near was meant for
0: someone um, he talks about how the first part of the verse basically talks about how like living kind of like recklessly doesn't really do anything um, <clears throat> days when we raged we flew off the page such damage was done but I made it through because somebody knew that I was meant for someone. And it just it starts off just like talking about how he like he made it through the dark times because of this new because someone knew that he was meant for someone Aww. like someone knew that he needed to stick around and that person cared enough for him to help him see through like the shit. Um, His wife, though, I right? Mean, yeah, uh, his now wife, but okay, then okay, okay. just like uh, some sort of significant other, because uh, actually- she was actually a leading. She was one of the people. Him and his former bandmates were the driving factors who were like, "Look, you have got to like shape up, like go to rehab," and um. So yeah, I, I mean the the chorus. So- <laughs>
4: Someone needs medical help more than Magnolia's. It's cold in this house, and I ain't going out to chop wood. So cover me up and know you're enough to use me for good.
0: Uh, So girl, leave your boots by the bed. We ain't leaving this room till someone needs medical help or the magnolias bloom. Like that already is such an excellent poetic way to say like we're staying in here literally until like the seasons change. Uh, It's cold in this house and I ain't going out to chop wood. So cover me up and know you're enough to use me for good, which is like such a such a just profoundly like heartfelt like it's cold like we will keep each other, the company through this like trial and time of like, you know, hardship Uh, and know that you're enough to like use me for good, which is, Oh my God. I love it so much.
2: Um, Yeah. I, I never, I've always loved this song just because it it feels so emotionally profound. And I'd always kind of struggled to pull explicit meaning like what exactly cover me up and know you're enough to use me for good. What exactly that means. And it, it feels almost like a, like a submission to, to another person, like cover me up and know you're enough to use me for good. Like I'm, I'm here for what you need and I trust you enough that you can use me for good. You're not gonna take advantage of me type deal.
0: Yeah. I I mean, and that's, uh, like, down to literally the next verse. He, like, he talks about sobering up. Mm-hmm. And every like every time he performs the, uh, but I sobered up and I swore off that stuff forever this time, the audience always cheers after that.
4: Put your faith to the test when I tore off your dread in Richmond all night. And I sobered up and I swore off that stuff. Forever this time Your lovers sing
0: he says the old lover sing I thought it'd be me who helped me get home like his exes thought it would be him that helped him but home was a dream one that I'd never seen till you came along as in like I like the other people wanted to help me but I didn't know that like there was a better side until I like met this new person which is like it's just it's so there's so much in the entire song and I it." I don't know. I, I really, I think it's like the rawest love song that, at least that I've heard. I don't know about written because I haven't heard all songs, but like in my musical experience, it's just like I, I love it so much.
2: Yeah, that that's one of the it's most so profound good. lines on the album, and definitely this song that I really enjoyed. The one that you said, the but home was a dream one I'd never seen until you came along.
0: Aww. incredible. That is really sweet. It is. I mean it's and, and if <laughs> so you watch lonely. it live. What? If you see them perform it live, it's it's so good. I mean later on he he says in the next refrain, uh he says, Girl, hang your dress up to dry, we ain't leaving this room till Percy Priest breaks open wide and the river runs through. Percy Priest is a dam in Tennessee and a uh on the Stone River and carries this house on the stones like a piece of driftwood cover me up and know you're enough use me for good like just so much of saying like like we are staying through this no matter what like until literally an act of god yes has to separate us and like cause a massive change like i didn't
2: know i didn't know that the stones was a river i thought he just meant I thought like the, founda- the foundation, yeah, the foundation like, of the house. Yeah. <laughs> when
0: I looked up the lyrics, I I found that out. That's crazy. Cuz I read it and I was like Harry's the house on the stones and I like clicked on it with like the genius thing and learned about the uh Stones River mm-hmm. which runs uh like through Nashville and stuff and that's where they live. They they have a house out yeah. in the outside of Nashville, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean I that that song is just like Every time I listen to it, I'm just like, ah, oh, this is so good.
3: Aww. Um, I, I did think it was very nice. Again, it was a little slow, mm-hmm. just for my taste. Um, right. As far oh, as absolutely. as far as an opening yeah. song goes, yeah. Um, again, I think it's just all about how I think about songs sometimes too. Like I was going in. Yeah. Like the last few albums, I've been like pleasantly surprised how like a B, you know, like the first song was, and how some other stuff was. So maybe I was like. Waiting yeah, that's not this it. one. Yeah, maybe if I was like, I was expecting it, which maybe like if I gave it like another chance, like I should, anyways. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But it um, yeah, and that song actually, it uh, Morgan Wallen, who's like a radio country artist, he covered it and it got big. Mm-hmm. And I went on Twitter as soon as I started seeing people tweet about it, I was like, Yo, if you like this song, listen to the original. It's it takes it to another level. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's all Damn I have for that. For that, that masterpiece of <laughs> songwriting. I did think it was interesting um, that
2: he he chose to start off the album with that song. It does set yeah. a good tone for for the album, considering a lot of the album's lyrical content and mm-hmm. exploration the, the, the of just themes of what's being said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. because a lot of song a lot of albums start off energetically. Or, or start off with more upbeat songs just to, just to keep you, keep you interested, grab your interest with, with that hook of, of that, um, of those more upbeat songs. But it, it shows that, like, he, he probably even recognized that this was, this song was profound enough to, to be like, yeah, this is what I want to lead my, like, most important work to date with, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, right, and right.
0: I, Yeah, I mean, and not only that, like this is the song that he chose to open up, like this next chapter in his life yeah. of like sobriety and like betterment. Mm-hmm. Like he, I, I, I think he has said in interviews that like he loves the music he's made after this, but he still thinks that this is like the crown jewel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, so he
3: personally thinks this is his. This is his best album.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay.
0: And he doesn't even necessarily mean like most fun, but he just mm-hmm. means like as far as like just how like as an art piece. Yeah. He, I think I think he said. I'm pretty sure I've heard in interviews at least in the past he's talked about this is like still like the most important work for him. Oh. Um. But yeah, it's just it's yeah. And it's a, it's an excellent like it's very slow, you're right, but I do think that like thematically it, it opens up that like all right this is what this is gonna be yeah like sit down mm-hmm. get ready
3: yeah i don't know if i'm honestly like conditioned to even listening to that kind of music like mm-hmm. like as much as i like i know i know you told me this was gonna be like this kind of mm-hmm. album anyways but i don't know if like that my brain still registers like that you know
0: right it's a it's a process i mean it's it's like anything else it's a skill that you have to you know yeah. acquire yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've had like such a leading time of like practice for this album. (laughs) I've I've had like six years of advance notice. Um, Yeah, I like Stockholm. Um, I like the bridge section in it. It's like interesting musically, Uh, but I think I think that it's probably my least favorite track on the album. What's that? Stockholm oh, really? the next one Yeah, I mean I enjoy it. It's just I, I don't know. It's it pretty much the entire time I've ever listened to this album. Uh it took a little while for me to get used to Super 8. Yeah. Um but I think Stockholm I like I really like it and it's a pretty duet with him and Amanda, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've, n- I've never really pulled that much from it, you know. Jamie be like, meh. <laughs> I'm I still enjoy it. No, yeah. yeah. I don't really have If I'm looking holistically at all twelve tracks, it's probably like twelve.
3: Interesting. I don't know that I have a super uh super uh what am I trying to say? I, totally I don't know. super uh dude, I have the word opinionated uh super mm-hmm. opinionated uh opinion on this.
2: <laughs> a strong opinion. Yeah, I think, I, don't think I have a very strong opinion on yeah. this. I did notice uh, a line that I never really registered while listening to it, but that I really liked when Mm -hmm. I read it. Was uh, "lock me up tight in these shackles I wear, tied up the keys in the folds of your hair, and the difference with me is I used to not care." Stockholm, let me go. That, that, uh, like you said, there's a million ways to say everything and he finds ways to say things really beautifully in and, and pretty yeah, much every song he puts out. The, it's
0: uncanny how good he is at choosing the right way, to, like the exact right way uh-huh. and a right moment to say something. But yeah, it's
2: say, saying like tied up the keys in the folds of your hair is the perfect way to say like, like oh, I'm locked in to like, I'm following... No, I'm I'm staying here because of this girl. Right. He just says that in yeah. such a more poetic way than just those plain words.
1: Yeah,
0: and I mean, it shows in his like, like constant revisions in his songwriting process. Mm-hmm. Like it shows. Um, yeah, traveling alone. I've always really liked. I really love the harmonica in the beginning. How just like, it starts off with like, this is a lonely song, okay? <laughs> uh, I really like the line about, um, I know every town worth passing through, but what good does no one do with no one to show it to? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Because I mean, the, the whole song is basically <laughs> like a really, like it's just a plea for like companionship from someone who's like who's seen all of this like all of these parts of the world and the the country and stuff but like doesn't really have anyone meaningful to to like share that knowledge with. And I, I think that I don't know. It's just an excellent song. For a while I thought it was about trucking, but then I realized that it doesn't really necessarily have to be about a trucker. Uh <laughs> and so then I was like, oh well maybe it's more about being a lonely musician. Or <laughs>
2: That's crazy yeah. that you say I, that because I, I always thought it was about a trucker and it, I don't know. If I
0: think because he said heart, like a rebuilt part Yeah, and no, not many people talk about rebuilds except for truckers and like gearheads,
3: I guess. Did you say rebuilt,
0: rebuilt. Yeah. Like a, like a rebuilt engine, how it like, you kind of revitalize the engine by taking it apart, cleaning it, putting it back together, uh, but it's not as good as like the original manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, right. yeah, it says, uh hard like a rebuilt part i don't know how much it's got left or how standard. much it's left
2: yeah yeah I, th- I think it can be specifically applied to trucking but like you said it can also be applied to like yeah. anyone who's in some sort of traveling position it seems like
3: why, why would he be relating it to truck trucking though just for a i don't know or? see that's
0: that that's what i was never sure why but i just i i think i always i think because he says like ride so many times and he talks about Ebor city which is a, a, a town in florida apparently i always thought it was in like idaho or something i don't know uh idaho. and he talks about so high the street girls wouldn't take my pay stuff yeah, like that And so that. i was just kind of assumed that like connotatively that had to do with like you know long distance trucking but literally nowhere in it sense. does he say like yeah, I mean oh, the the be, hook yeah. is I've grown tired of traveling alone. Won't you ride with me? But that could be applied to yeah, that could be just a, yeah life yeah, yeah. as well. I
2: think I think this song is a great example of um, songs that can be written about scenarios. Like to me,
0: it but can be applied to so much more than what they've been written. Yeah, about. Uh-huh.
2: Even, yeah, even like even the like the verses. Taking the whole song in context can be applied specifically to trucking or just someone who is in a traveling position. But if you if you just take the choruses, like they're they're anthemic for anyone who is in a lonely situation. Just I've grown tired of traveling alone. The repeated, the archetypal repeated, journeyman. Yeah, uh, won't you ride with me? Yeah. Just like yearning for for that connection. That's applicable to to all kinds of people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's all I ever traveling alone. So. Uh... Unless you guys have anything, we can we can get right into elephant. <laughs> elephant, the, bro. The,
3: uh, the only split, expl-
0: yeah, literally
3: track if, on.
0: It is, man. If I think literally, like when we saw this in concert, it was like after probably, if not at the beginning, at within like the first like three or four lines, it was like the whole. We saw him at uh, the White Oak Amphitheater in Greensboro, and like. Literally almost everyone was like silent. By the end of it you could hear people start to like sniffle a little bit, like you're watching a sad part in a movie. Um because this song is heavy. Very heavy. But also excellent. Yeah. I love this song. Um I mean it's just it's such an I, I really love how there's like so you see the title and you're like, What what like, what does that mean? <laughs> And then slowly, like the second or the second part of the verse, he says, "And you try to ignore the elephant somehow." And you're like, "Huh? Wait a minute. Okay. So what's what's the elephant? Uh, and it's the elephant in the room. And it's that uh, no one dies with dignity. We just all try to ignore the elephant. And the elephant is death, and our mortality. Oh. Um. But it just like So, I love the slow reveal of that. It's an excellent, like, songwriting strategy. Uh, And, I mean, it's a heavy truth, but at the end of the day, it's like, that's a universal thing that we, like... I I mean, at some point in life, you have to reconcile with the fact that, like, you're the one going through that process. Like, just you. Um, there's, There's a line in the song... Uh it's it's basically it's about a song that the narrator meets who has cancer and the slow, like That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah the song objective like the narrative of it is uh you know, he starts off, she said, Andy, you're better than your past. So the narrator, Andy's hanging out with this girl at a
4: bar. She said, Andy, you're better than your past. winked at me cross-legged on a bar stool like nobody sits anymore She said and you're taking me home but I knew she planned to sleep alone I'd carry her to bed and sweep up there from her floor If I'd fucked her before she got sick I'd never hear she don't have the spirit for
0: that now uh she said you're taking me home but i knew she planned to sleep alone i carry her to bed and sweep up the hair from her floor after like shaving her head and stuff because of the chemo uh if i'd fucked her before she got sick i'd never hear the end of it yeah. she don't have the spirit for that now
3: that's the part that uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: so the you go through, you go through. And then, like, later on, he says, uh, when she was drunk, she made cancer jokes, made up her own doctor's notes. But the line is surrounded by her family and saw that she was dying alone.
4: She said, Andy, you crack me up Seagram's in a coffee cup Sharecropper ass She was drunk, she made cancer jokes. Made up her own doctor's notes. Surrounded by her family. I saw that she was dying alone.
0: Because at the end of the day, like, you know, when you're the one dying, it's like that's a that's a one-on-one thing that I mean, and that's that's it's a very heavy truth, but it's one that we all have to reconcile with. It's like that's a process that you go through alone regardless of you know who you're surrounded by it's you know that's a one on one yeah um and it's just it's like that's it's such a it's a haunting line but it's so good yeah um
3: sometimes this is off topic a little bit but sometimes i think about if i like died young mhm and like i don't know i'm like like confront like, if I had, like, terminal cancer or something, like, how quickly you'd have to come to terms with your mortality yeah. after, after only, uh, after, uh, like, like, we all think we're gonna die, at like, let's just say 80, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Like But then, like, how, like, how quick you'd have to, like, come to terms with it, you know? If you, like, yeah. and that just is, like, so sad. Yeah, I mean, and
0: and uh, like i'm just gonna like i would just uh, the last thing i ever is just like the the final verse of it of the song is it's so poignant but um just like for someone going through it with someone else like watching someone go through it it's uh i've buried her a thousand times given up my place in line but i don't give a damn about that now there's one thing that's real clear to me no one dies with dignity we just try to ignore the elephant somehow
4: One thing that's real Clear to me No one dies with dignity We just try To ignore the elephant Somehow We just try To ignore the elephant Somehow We just try To ignore the elephant elephant.
0: then he repeats that a few more times and that like that right there is just
2: damn you
0: know like i i don't have much else to say but that's just that's such a heavy heavy line
2: yeah that's that's one of the most profound statements on the album along with yeah. like cover me up and know you're enough to use me for that's good. the
0: one where you're when you're a couple drinks in that's definitely one where you go you get a little <laughs> choked up you're like
2: damn. yeah that the there's one thing that's real clear to me no one dies with dignity that's mm-hmm. That, that's that's always one that's just heart heart-wrenchingly sad you. yeah it sticks with you it's it's just so existential and applicable mm-hmm. to literally every person like
0: yeah i mean it's a you, there's a, a two things sure in life death and taxes right? <laughs> amen
1: <laughs> but yeah newtonium like flu no, bingy B- 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 frank <laughs> bingy <laughs>
3: frank
0: but yeah, it is. I mean, it's 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 a universally applicable
1: thing, jammed.
0: and I th- and I think that's what makes it so like hit so heavy because that's something that literally one hundred percent of people will deal with. Yeah, death is a in one way or another. This
3: is a weird thing coming to terms with you and you are uh, younger too. Yeah, because like, is. at what point do you start like actually thinking like an adult and like you know, I don't know. again it's different for everybody that's for future us to feed ah, no i thought about
0: it yeah no i think about it all the time um I used to, and that's why i like sad music
3: dude i i i more just think sad thoughts like i used to think about like just as like I, I don't know it was when i was in bed i told you like i think too much when i'm in bed i'm like mm-hmm. i overthink a lot when i was younger i would just or sometimes even now like i'll just my brain goes off on this like weird like 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 side road and like, somehow, I start thinking about like how I would react if like someone close to me died, and then I just start like crying. It's really weird. Is that dude? D-
0: it, it, it sucks. Do you guys
3: ever do that? I don't know. Yeah, you just like
0: yeah. I had a, I had a, I had a, a good friend of mine in high school, a uh, freshman year, of here for me, but I guess he would have been a junior at ECU. But he, uh, he took his own life. Aww. Um, and yeah, it's, it's something, it hits you hard. Yeah. You, you ask a lot of, I don't know if you ask a lot of questions, but there is definitely like a lot of like existential reflection yeah. where you're like, damn.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there, there's even existential reflection for people who've lived a pretty full life. Like this, like this, um. This song is specifically very applicable to, well, it, it's broadly very applicable to death in general, but it's specifically very applicable to anyone who's had cancer, not just a friend or someone yeah. that you might have had, uh, might have wanted to have some sort of romantic relationship with. Like, he, he, he describes the, the minutiae and the day-to-day of it so well, talking about carrying her to bed, sweeping her hair off the floor, yeah. how she doesn't have a voice to sing with now, how she's just trying to enjoy the moments she has left because like her, just the liberties of normally living yeah. are being taken away from her. Like
0: trying to ignore the elephant. Yeah. It's ignore just, it. it. that's all. Look. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, I mean, cause that's what we all do, right? That's what life's all about is uh, living
2: until you don't. Yeah. Live. I was going to say is living. Yeah. Yeah. Living and not, not trying to consider the, the fact that you won't be eventually.
0: Um Jesus. Yeah, that's a heavy song. It's a really heavy one. And and I mean shit, it's what? Three and a half minutes long. And it's there's so much. Um But I guess at some point we will uh we do have to move on.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah.
0: Flying over water, I I don't have much to say, but I do So Jordan, I figured that this would probably be the first point where if, if at all, you were like, okay, this isn't bad. Cause there's, this is up until this point, this is definitely the most like upbeat
3: song. yeah um, I think it still had a little too much country influence. Uh, yeah. And that's what I think. That's like the
0: whole thing. I just, I figured no, like, yeah, I the know, other I ones know. would be like a two out of 10 and this would be like a four. Out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really like conceptually. I like the concept of, um, how from like if you look at like an external view and i think it's still applicable now it's like you know we can look strong and well thought out in the in the song he talks about uh from the sky we look so organized and brave mm, yeah as in like you know the the country underneath you know america um but if you take a closer look uh you can see that like it's not that well like if you if you, if you you choose to take a step further you can see uh, in the song he says daddy's little empire built by hands and built by slaves you can kind of from an external view you can see just like a strong unified community and then when you deep when you look deeper you can kind of you see the you know stuff you try to sweep on the people some people try to sweep under the rug and stuff like that and it's not all it's chalked up to be um, and I also really like the solo at the end of it A good solo, it's a it's a nice pick me up after a
2: elephant. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Um,
3: yeah, I, I yeah. want to say I still didn't you know, it wasn't uh, it didn't stand out to me uh, that much mm-hmm. either. But I gotcha. I mean the instruments work kind of nice, but yeah, again it was still just too much influence, and I guess I, I don't want to. It's just like I really don't like that sound a lot. So but I right. but I I'm, I'm trying to like dissect it for like its value, like like the words that he's actually saying and not the music right. also. But like it, it's hard to get past that sometimes.
0: But yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, no, totally, for sure. Um, Nate, do you have anything to
2: add about about that one? Uh,
0: not really. Like I think uh, like you
2: really. said you that. Like like you said about Stockholm, I think. I enjoy every song on the album, but I think this is probably my least favorite one.
0: Yeah, it's probably in the in the lower
2: ones. Like me. if I, I like the solo. Yeah, if, if yeah. I rank them 1 to 12, this would probably be number 12, but that doesn't mean I don't like it, because I still enjoy right. every single song on the album. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I really like Different Days. Me too. Um, it's, I mean, the whole song is about, like, the idea of, you know, every, I mean, if you want to look at it at a at a microscale it's you know every passing day you're a different person than the day before but like in the grand scheme of things it's like just the whole the song is about the idea of like transforming as a person Mm -hmm. um and talks about how you know like back you know 10 years ago i might have saw basically the pre-course for everyone is 10 years ago i might have saw you something different Mm -hmm. and done something different but those were different days
4: Ten years ago, I might have seen you dancing in a different light and offered up my help in different ways. But those were different days. Those were different days.
0: Um, I love the second verse. Uh, Had a girl back home and we shared a single bed. When I whispered in her ear, she believed every word I said. And even if she didn't believe, she didn't dare give me slack. Or it was, baby, I love you. Get off my goddamn back. Uh, the time went by, and I left, and I left again. Jesus loves a sinner, but the highway loves a sin. I love that line. My daddy told me, I believe he told me true, that the right thing's always the hardest thing to do. I
4: had a girl back home, and we shared a single bed. When I whispered in her ear, she believed every word I said. If she didn't believe, she didn't dare give me a slap. Or it was, baby, I love you, get off of my goddamn back. Time went by and I left and I left again. Jesus loves the sinner, but the highway loves the sin. My daddy told me, I believe he told me. The rat right things
0: always are thing to do. um yeah I just I I love that verse so much
2: I really love the um, the first verse where he says seems like these days you could not run away at all and even if you did what you got to run away to just another drunk daddy with a white man's point of view <laughs> that's just yeah. it, it's it's a it's a savage line but that's also I hate to say savage because it's, I feel like that word's almost memed to a point. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, dude, a, freaking savage. It's a, it's a convicting line. That's, it's a fatalistic. Yeah, word. yeah. That's, that's very, very true. Right. And, and when you hear it, it, if you're conscious of it, it, it makes you, it makes you even more aware of that fact. And it's, uh, right. It, it's like, oh, well guess he's on to something that's a that's kind of disappointing yeah <laughs> i don't think everyone has a has a drunk daddy. No. Not, a, not not any of us right, I don't right. think, but but the the observation of it, it kind of um that line in itself relates to he has a song on i think on that Nashville sound on the 2017 album a white man's world that um, yeah that expands on that idea of having a broader perspective than than um than just a a yeah. white perspective of a, of that perspective of privilege right. and
0: and that one specifically that's also in um that song he, he basically was motivated to write that song by seeing the state of uh the country we're in and then also um He'd had a daughter a couple years before, yeah. and it's basically about, like, wrestling with how him and Amanda can raise that daughter to, like, be the person that, like, to maximize potential, basically. But also wrestling with the fact that they are living in a white man's world. Mm-hmm. I sp- I guess a better uh, emphasis would be a white man's world. True. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I mean, like I said, like I mean, this this shit was in 2013, and it's like, oh dang, still hits. I thought it was
2: crazy um, that in this in this song he has he he makes a rhyme out of benzodiazepine. <laughs> that's
0: wild. and that's something he's kind of done for like most of his uh, his musical career. He and I, I actually I read it in an interview one time he uh, he said, yeah, I've never really. He's like, I've never really, you know. Like I did coke and shit, but I was never into like pills and stuff. He just <laughs> he thinks it's neat to like use those. Like, there's a song uh, called "Codeine" off of um, "Here We Rest." That's an excellent song. But he's just like, yeah, it just sounds cooler if you throw in something like that. <laughs> Later on, he talks about clonopin, which is like a. It's also another prescription medication. Yep. But yeah, he just he, he would kind of throw it out there as like a rhyme, and it's like, oh, okay get inside it, it paints a better image yeah. like in here it's you can strip in Portland from the day you turn 16 you got one thing to sell in benzodiazepine which is I think Damn, that's I think it's like ecstasy
1: is something like yeah. that
0: yeah it's some sort of stimulant um yeah uh, but yeah Nick do you have anything else on different days? Uh,
2: it's one of my favorite songs on the album but we've said pretty much okay. everything about it yeah i really like it too
0: it's it's probably in the upper half for me for sure um i really like the next song which is live oak mm-hmm. um it's it's just it's really good storytelling yeah. like it's i think one of the like from starting from like one of the first times i heard it i was like like after every line i was like okay what happens next <laughs> Like, I, I was, like, in, I was invested in the story. There's another song by a guy named, I think it's Chris Young, but it's called Down the River. And it's kind of the same way where you're just, like, okay, okay, where are we going? Uh, another example would be "Uh, The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. That's another really good one. But it's just, <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, like, the right amount of, like, backwoods ambiguity Someone may or may not have died and it may or may not have been a murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the storytelling is just so good. Like, I love the ambiguity of the end where he just like it, it basically starts off the narrator goes south running from the law. Uh he meets a l he meets a girl, falls in love with her. Other like his neighbors start kind of shit talking and behind his back. He asks what's going on. Apparently, like the the news of like the shit he did in his past started to come through and then he talked about we robbed a great lakes freighter killed a couple men aboard yeah. when i turn when i told her her eyes flickered like the sharp steel of a sword all the things that she'd suspected i'd expected her to fear was the truth that drew her to me when i landed here As in like, well you couldn't stay
4: alone on the plains before the war when my neighbors took to sliding me i had- squad Four. So rumors of my wickedness had reached our little town soon she'd heard about the boys i used to hang around we'd robbed a great lake's freighter killed a couple men aboard and i told her her eyes flickered like the sharp steel of a sword all the things that she'd suspected I'd expected her to fear Was the truth that drew her to me when I landed here
0: Me being an outlaw, though she didn't know that, I thought she'd be afraid. Turns out she kind of liked that side of me. Um, and then suddenly he talks about, well, I carved a cross from Live Rogue and a, and a box from Shortleaf Pine. Like...
4: Well, I carved across from live oak in a box from shortleaf pine Buried her so deep she touched the water table line and Picked up what I needed and I headed south again To myself I wonder would I ever find another friend
0: One, I love the specificity <laughs> So much. Like the fact that he, he said like, like just is saying like the specific woods that the narrator used to carve her like grave cross and the coffin box that he put her in. Like I such attention to detail Uh and buried her so deep she touched the water table line. An excellent way to say that you buried her deep in the ground. Yeah. You could have said I put her six feet under. No. He said no. She touched <laughs> the, the water, water table, table. Yeah. <laughs> Like so good, I picked up what I needed and I headed south again. To myself, I wondered would I ever find another friend. D- did he kill her? I Don't know. I don't know, bro.
3: That seems kind of. I'm honestly, people. Actually, you know what? I don't even know. I want to say something. He told her.
0: He told her the truth, and then she was dead. Did he kill her? Did she kill herself? Did someone else kill her? Kind of weird, but
2: little sus. Think.
0: But yeah, like the storytelling is just so, like literally every line, and especially the the chord progression going on behind it, it's like, you don't realize it, but it kind of, the structure of it makes you, like, it keeps you interested as well. Yeah. It's, it's dynamic enough without overshadowing what's going on lyrically. It's very good. Very good. Yeah, I, I really like that one. I've always liked that one. I actually, at one point in time, I learned how to play it, but. <laughs> I haven't practiced. I do not remember. <laughs> um,
3: Jamie shred on his guitar.
0: Yeah, because that song shred. Um, and then moving in, moving into the next one, I think that songs that she sang in the shower might be like one of the sadder, like I miss you songs I've ever heard. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, the whole hook of the song, like it's an excellent way. Instead of just saying like you know I miss you or I miss this person it's uh, the the hook of it is um, the songs that she sang in the shower like haunt me basically because that's such a like saying instead of just saying like I miss the good times with her saying like I the songs that she sang in the shower that's such a like an instant conveyance of like the intimacy, the the more intimate parts that come with a relationship. Yeah. Like n- most people don't let just anyone hear them sing in the shower, and so, you know, instead of saying "I miss you," it's saying like, "I'm haunted by the songs that you shared in like this very intimate moment." I think that's such a that's such a heavier like. It just it conveys so much more feeling than just saying, "like I'm sad," I miss this person. Yeah. You know, it's saying specifically you miss like the intimacy that came with this positive time in your life. You
2: know, yeah, that's like that's similar to maybe a scene you see in a movie or a TV show or or something that's described very well here. Just like you were talking about those those content happy moments, sharing that intimacy mm-hmm. with someone, it it brings out the emotion in the listener so much more when you when you reference a relatable scenario that um, that people have been through, been a part of, that that they could also recognize the the right. intimate nature of, One of I, For some reason, the second chorus always gets me in this song. But...
4: And the songs that she sang I wish you were here. How I wish you were here. And experience robbed me of hope that you'll never return. So I breathe and I burn. I breathe and I
2: burn. And the songs that she sang in the shower all ring in my ears. Like wish you were here, how I wish you were here. And experience robs me of hope that you'll ever return. So I breathe and I burn. I breathe and I burn. And just the, just the usage of burn reminds me of the, probably going to butcher his name. I've actually never really learned how to properly say it. Ray Lamontan, maybe? Something like yeah. that, yeah. But um, his song Burn, that's just about mm-hmm. heartbreak, basically. Uh, yeah. Isabel's usage of burn here reminded me of that. And that song's incredibly sad. And, uh, and this song um, is also sad, but has just a bit more of a, a bit of a happier melody, maybe not happy melody, Mm -hmm. but just not one that's sparsely um, arranged. Like it's, right there's there's substance in this song that doesn't just leave you in like an emotional valley like it's like oh i miss this but it's it's not like the the deepest darkest you can get you know
0: yeah i've always um i've always liked the the like i guess it's a verse but it's the lines right before that part of the song where he says um i'm stuck on my own in the room by myself Looks like I'm here with a guy that I judge worse than anyone else. (laughs) So I pace and I pray and I repeat the mantras that might keep me clean for the day.
4: In a room By myself Looks like I'm here with a guy that I judge worse than anyone else So I pace And I pray and I repeat the mantras might keep me clean for the day.
0: Which is just like further conveyance of how like in despair the narrator is after this. Mm-hmm. Um, I Also, the, it starts off with a joke where he says, on a lark on a whim, I said, there's two kinds of men in this world and you're neither of them. And his fist cut the smoke and, and he basically got punched. But I actually think that that's a pretty funny joke
2: like kind of like yeah i don't know it makes me laugh a (laughs) little bit there's two kinds of men in this uh, world and you're neither of them yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: that's just that's kind of a funny one-liner uh which then sets up ultimately a kind of sadder song um yeah i mean i i I always like that song it's pretty good nice and nice and sad
1: (laughs) yeah
0: um And then New South Wales, which is the next song, I didn't realize that it was basically like a whole song about getting clean until I like sat down and looked at the lyrics. I just kind of had thought it was like about two people traveling to like Australia and starting (laughs) a life, but it's it's more it's more analogous to like getting you know getting free from vices and shit like that. Um, but I've always loved the lines in it the, the sand that they call cocaine Costs you twice as much as gold I did like You'd that be one. better off to drink your coffee black
4: And the sand that they call cocaine Costs you twice as much as gold You'd be better off to drink your coffee black I did like that line um, a
2: lot Yeah, it's that really good and, it, it says it twice Yeah, in the that one and the one piss they call tequila <laughs> Even Waylon
3: wouldn't mm-hmm.
4: drink and the best they call tequila even where you wouldn't drink. Well I'd rather sip this Listerine
1: out. There. I'd rather
0: sip this Listerine out <laughs> Yeah. It's so that that one always is funny too. Um Yeah. I mean it's good. I, I like that Ooh. song. But it's kinda it normally in my head it would fall into like the middle of the ratings of the album. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, I enjoy it. I like those lines; those are pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that's about all I got with that, though.
2: Me too. Uh,
3: yeah.
0: So, Jordan, what did you think of Super Eight?
3: Ah, uh, I have. Uh, I actually have a reference in here that I don't know any of you guys got, <laughs> and I was actually. Okay. Uh, let me. Okay, first, do you mind if I just ask you if you got it?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Go for it.
3: Okay, so there's a part that says, Then a big boy busted in, screaming at his girlfriend, waving around a fungo bat, Best bass player, stepping up, branching a coffee cup, took it in the baby fat.
4: Then a big boy in, screaming at his girlfriend, waving around a fungo bat, bass player.
3: I know. Dude, that that God, that, song, that line is so funny. I know on that Genius, it told you what it was, but did you know what it was before?
1: I, I didn't, didn't either. I, I a didn't fungo bat? That.
3: Yeah, no. I didn't know. Yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh, dude. It was – it. Uh, <laughs> dang it. I was going to see if I could – but I guess if you didn't know before. But so basically, uh, yeah, I mean you kind of saw it in uh, the description, but basically yeah. like a fungo bat would be like – you never use it as, like, an actual bat because, mm. like, there, like there's... Like, a lot of people don't know this, but, like, just because... And I don't know a lot of rules, like, in, like, youth league soccer or whatever, but <laughs> because you're playing with, like, a ball that can be traveling so fast at some speeds, like, even as, the, like, a younger kids, uh, depending on how much, like, torque you get behind it, how much, like, power, um, bats are only allowed to be made out of, like, certain materials, so you can't have, like... Mm-hmm. Like, you could technically make something that... Like every time you hit it, the ball just went like super, super far. But it's like a fungo. What a fungo bat is is like it would be for coaches that wanted to like put yeah. less effort into hitting the ball, but still wanted the ball to go like far or whatever. Oh, okay. So uh-huh. it basically like it- it's it's still like a wooden bat, or sometimes there's even metal. And even like younger people would play things called like fungo golf, where basically you'd have like a fungo. bat. I don't even know. Sometimes it wasn't even fungos, but um you just get a ball and you like hit it to like a foul pole and the first one like hit like you'd like hit the ball and then pick it up and then hit it again so that was just like a cute little memory from uh i was like fungo bat what i haven't heard that in, like, <laughs> yeah dude, this whole song
0: is so funny mm-hmm.
3: but I did, I did i did this is one of my favorite songs off the albums so. yeah um that was, that was the biggest reference I had. Yeah, that, 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 I love that. But then after that, that that part in general is just uh, pretty funny about the the boy yelling at the girlfriend with a, like just walking in with a baseball bat, like what the fuck,
1: <laughs> right?
0: Is that... yeah? And then the the image of a bass player trying to like protect the girl, yeah, with a, just a coffee cup, and then just taking a bat to the stomach.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess is the is the baby fat like. Like the 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 fatty part of your lower
3: back. I thought it was maybe the f- face. Like people would say that. Like oh, when people say Dang you got a little that. baby fat on you, isn't that not wet? Mm. Is it like the chin? I don't
2: know. I don't know. I don't know, Actually, I gotta look it up. Um, I think it's stomach because because baby fat is usually isn't it kind of referred to as like like post pregnancy yeah. weight? I think.
3: Oh, and maybe yeah. it's Oh, maybe that's it.
2: But yeah, I always
0: thought it was like a gut shot or like a anyway, like to the bat. Yeah, either but way, yeah, he's that's, hitting that's him with so a f- funny.
3: aerodynamic bat.
0: <laughs> yeah, with a little bat. Um I really like the uh it's like the final verse before he, he does the chorus again, but he says uh, well, they slapped me back to life, and they telephoned my wife, and they filled me full of Pedialyte. <laughs> saw my guts, saw my glory. It would make a great story if I ever could remember it right. I just I always think that's so funny. The the line about it'd make a great story, if only I could remember it. You know, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um, it's actually it's a the song is very reminiscent of a lot of trucker songs, but especially especially um. Just it's a song called three dimes down and it's kind of got the same uh like quickened pace throughout the whole thing and it's also another funny uh funny song yeah. yeah i i this it the first few times i listened to this album it really caught me off guard because literally out of nowhere it's just like what yeah the me hell? too um but it's so funny like looking at the like listening to the lyrics and like visualizing the story as it goes on is so funny.
2: Yeah, I, the first couple of times I listened to the album, I, I, I always thought, man, this is like coming off of, what song does it come off of? It comes off of New South Wales. Yeah, which is, it's not the slowest song in the album, but it's, but it's also not the fastest. Yeah, and, you know? and Super 8 just explodes into Southern rock. Yeah. I was like, man, this is, I, I felt like it was always so much more different, but, listening to it again this week and also like the last time I listened to the album, I don't know when that was, but I've, I've had a different opinion of it for a while. Now I really enjoy to listen mm. to it. Yeah.
0: It, it's kind of like a fun, it's a, it's a fun respite uh, before. Ivet, yeah. <laughs> which is, that's one of the songs where if you listen to it, you kind of go, oh, okay. And then there are a few lines in it where you're like, huh? Wait. But once you look at like, the shit that's being said you're like oh mm-hmm. uh, this is another one where it's very heavy and you could say anything a million different ways and the ones he chooses to say it in the song are the perfect uh perfect phrasings. it's Jordan did you was this one of the ones you looked at the lyrics of did you like get the meaning of it
3: uh, a little bit uh explain a little bit more
0: so it's it's a song about a classmate of the narrator who is sexually abused by her dad oh. and then the narrator shoots her dad.
3: Oh. Maybe I did not read into that one. Yeah, it's much. it's um Jesus. Christ. An
0: excellent song. It's another excellent one, but Jesus, it's heavy.
3: I I mean, could it be the murder from earlier go- in the album that we were listening to or I, don't, I think so. don't think so. I just kidding i like i <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I wanted to I just wanted to relate it. I, just wanted no, to relate I got
0: it. you. But he uh yeah, it, it starts off talking about uh a little light from the house on the cul de sac Yeah. The the line, instead of saying like, I saw a dad abusing my high school classmate, it's he just says bedroom upstairs.
4: A little light from the house on the cold side. Bedroom upstairs. It's a family affair.
0: It's a family affair.
3: That was that that was a good line. Before I even looked at the annotation, yeah. I knew. Like, I was like, okay, this yeah, like, is oh okay. This is a this is this is a double meaning because, like, family affair right. is just like you know it's going on, yeah. but then an affair is obviously like. Right. I did like, then, I I I did like that one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then instead of saying like I see you at school, you're sad, verse 2 I've watched you in class, your eyes are cut glass and you stay covered up head to your toe so nobody will notice you. Like instead of saying you're sad and afraid, so you hide, you just straight up your eye right, you look like a your eyes are glassed over and you hide from everyone.
1: <laughs> uh
3: and then the court the first really question coming says, I might come for him.
0: Wait, yeah, and he says, uh, the first course." he says, I might not be a man yet, but that bastard will never be, so I'm cleaning my weather bee. And I sight in my scope, and I hope against hope. And
4: I might not be a man yet. That bastard will And the
0: weather and a weatherby is like a it's like a starter hunting rifle, oh, pretty much, right? It's, it's like, like a small leather. arms I hunting so. rifle. Um, yeah, and then you know, it just it builds from there. Like every la- like just saying like that bastard will never be like a man. So I'm cleaning my weather bee. it's like, okay. So he's instead of saying like, I got my gun ready. It's just like a, it's a, it's a much more like poetic way of saying like, I'm getting ready to do something. You're like, Oh, what's okay. Um, and then the next verse is your mother seems nice. I don't understand why she won't say anything. It's as if she can't see who we turned out to be. Um, and then the next verse is really where it, it hits where he says, uh, And I might, once again, he says, I might not be a man yet, but your father will never be. So then you're like, okay, so it's the dad, like, you know, doing shit to this girl. Uh, So I load up my Weatherby, and I let out my breath, and I couple with death, which is like.
4: I might not be a man yet. Your father will
0: shooting a target you exhale as
2: you pull the trigger yeah when i when Um, i first read that second chorus and i read i let out my breath i i literally stopped and i was like wait how have i never noticed this when i listened to this song and then i read and i couple with death and immediately the whole song took on a different perspective it took on a new weight oh
0: he just shot someone
2: Yeah. (laughs) yeah um
0: and then and then from there it goes into like an instrumental break where it's basically it's like, he's saying like, all right, now let that soak a little bit. <laughs> let it sizzle. And then the final verses, I saw your father last night and in the window, the light made a silhouette. I saw him hold you that way. He won't hold you anymore. He won't hold you that way anymore, Yvette. What? Telling like his high school classmate, like I shot your abusive father yesterday.
3: Oh, but so Yvette is the main character the girl being like abused yeah it's just I was confused if that was a name or something because I I don't think I've ever heard the name before but
0: yeah it's not common Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of any but yeah it's yeah I mean just what a like what a way to say that like instead of saying and then I shot them I let out my breath and I couple with death like what a way to say
3: yeah that actually is a really
0: killing someone like taking a life like I couple with death Damn. it's crazy yeah but it's and that's a really good one but that's definitely one of the ones where it's really easy to not uh to not catch what's going on until you you catch like the one line like yeah you hear like I let out my breath and I couple with that you're like hey wait a minute I might need to I'm gonna need to give this a a repeat <laughs> and see what was going, what's going on here <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's really good though. It's just there's it's so poetic. So many of those lines, just incredible ways to write. Just such, such. It's not even like big words. It's just the perfect syntax and uh, what's the whatever the the word choice is, diction. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, diction, diction is good. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's so good. Every one of these you could take to like a high school English class, English class for like bringing a song day and like take a look at it.
3: Yes. Um, I heard what you said. Sorry, you could have yes. like half a second there. <laughs> oh,
0: did I really? Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's, you could, oh, this whole, all of his writing, you could, you could take a microscope at and it would be enjoyable.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: yeah. So then I guess we can just round it out by talking
2: about relatively easy. Um,
1: yeah,
0: I like it. I like this song a lot too.
2: It's one of my favorites on the album. It's one that I've always loved, and it might be because of the melody, or I love the message of it. One of my favorite—I've talked about Dawes like two or three times, on probably more than that on this yeah. po- podcast, even though we've never done a Dawes album. But they're one of my favorite bands, and they have a song called "Things Happen" that has a very similar message, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like things happen, like. Um, things happen. That's all they ever do is the hook of that song. And the hook of this song is like, there's not a, there's not one hook, but our kind has had it relatively easy. Um, our lives have both been relatively easy. My angry heart beats relatively easy. Like he, he makes all kinds of comparisons to, to people who are far away, who have lives much worse than ours. And also people just next door, he says, uh, um, still compared to those a stones throw away from you our lives have both been relatively easy also just people like next door people just down the street have lives that are that are just like insanely sad compared to the one you currently live like a, like consider that perspective when you're when you feel sad about like minor things in your life and don't, not really diminish your own sadness, but recognize the the state that you're in, and recognize that you're not going through anything extremely terrible. You'll be able to make it through what you're going through. That somebody else might be going through something like catastrophically life changing. You know.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, and and so that's that's kind of what I always had is like the the just the meaning of the song. But then, you know, looking a little bit further into it, I, I, you can kind of also see that there's an underlying, there's that message. But then there's also like an, another underlying thing that's kind of like, it's like you see the the building of like kind of more of like a depression, like an undercurrent of like depressive feelings and how it can change, um, like shift from uh, just a long day to then like, you know, someone overdoses and then. Or it could drive you to like, like a like someone goes on like a shooting spree out of their window. Um, so there's also kind of like a second meaning there where it, it can kind of talk about like, you know, him as a person being like, yeah, I I also kind of like, I get these feelings too. Um, but I I've always one thing that always especially after um, when I talked about earlier about the the friend I had who. Uh, took his life um it's always stuck with me the lines um this is the second i guess it's kind of verse
4: i lost a good friend christmas time when folks go off the deep end this woman took the kids and he took one. To kill a man of twice his size. Not for me to understand. Remember him when he was still a proud man. A vandal smile, a baseball in his right hand. Nothing but the blue sky and his
0: says i lost a good friend christmas time when folks go off the deep end his woman took the kids and he took clown enough to kill a man twice his size um so that's like he had a friend who a good friend who killed himself like he overdosed because he was depressed because his wife um left him and took his kids and stuff um and he kind of lost it but then uh, he says not for me to understand remember him when he was still a proud man a vandal smile A baseball in his right hand nothing but the blue sky in his eyes um just talking about how like it is not necessarily obvious with everyone that it happens with like i mean the person i knew like he um he came out his senior year and of high school and he and basically his dad uh was a baptist preacher and like just completely disowned him and stuff and so he went through like a rough patch there but then like when he went to, like, ECU, you know, he went into the music program, which was, he was incredibly gifted. Like, the best musician that I personally have ever met. Just knew, like, how to play so many instruments, and he was, like, drum major senior year, and he was just, he was so passionate about just music and everything about it. Like, he lived and breathed, you know, like, transposing modern songs into, like, scores and stuff. And so, like, and he went to ECU for, like, music ed. And then, uh, like, I kind of, you know, I kind of lost touch with him just because, like, we were good friends in high school, but not enough to, like, like, we didn't really talk that much outside of high school. Yeah. Um. So he wasn't, like, someone that I regularly kept up with. But he, like, you know, he went to ECU and by all accounts from, like, us who were still at, you know, the high school or went to, like, different colleges and kind of didn't really talk to him that much it, by all, you know all of us, it just seemed like he was happy and doing like way better. And was like with like made good new friends and like his mom kind of reconciled with him. She like left his dad and they kind of like reconciled. But then just out of nowhere, I got a call from uh one of my friends here. And she said that, that he had, uh, he had taken his life um over Labor Day weekend um, while he was back home. And it just kind of, you know, I mean, it really is like, it's, it's kind of, it said so much that I feel like some people might think it's, like, a cliche thing, but, I mean, it's it's just the truth that, like, you you definitely do not always see um, h- how bad someone else's psyche is going.
3: I know. Um, and we also get comfortable with the fact that, like, we, we take for granted sometimes how often we see each other, you know? Or, like, yeah. how easy it is to see each other. Like, again, technically, I, I could get in a car crash, like, coming over your guy's yeah. apartment and just right like i like, that, that that's why i've learned to value like people i guess and like mm-hmm. i don't know that's that, that's one thing and like again after you've like you know how people like watch a movie about it and they're like oh yeah like this is so important and then we just kind of go back to like doing what we normally do yeah, it's like it's
0: like you change for what like a week yeah maybe weeks, maybe a week a month if you're lucky which is
3: but... which which is why i try to like just keep it in my like daily routine to do stuff like yeah. that again i i probably haven't seen as many people as i should and it, again it's you have to balance it with just like daily life sometimes yeah. but right it's just not like taking people for granted i guess mm-hmm. and like, that's something li- I try living to with do. intention yeah yeah yeah
0: not being not being a not being a passenger no, like, no 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 you know
3: or not not like that and just not making people feel bad about like anything they're doing you know because yeah. there's already so much insecurity that, like, so many people go through. Like, I, I I literally told myself, like, so long ago, like, what's the point of, like, making fun? Like, like, and we can, like, poke fun with each other. But, like, right. what's the point of, like, it's usually, like, it was more of, like, a high school thing. If people would just, like, see somebody, you know, and, like, the whole, like, bullying or whatever goes on in high school. It's, like, like th- th- there's a difference between, like, joking around with your friends and, like, actually, like, ugh.
0: Right. And Am actually, I- like, you know, making fun of someone for something that makes them them. I mean, it's it, one of my favorite quotes is uh, in I think it was in an interview Jimmy Hendrix gave. But he said, you know, I'm the one that has to die at the end of my life. So let me live it how I'm going to live it. And <laughs> I just that's that's something that just sticks with me because it's like, yeah, like. You know. No one makes it out alive, so do what you want while you're yeah. here. As long as it, you know, w- with the caveat of like, you know, doesn't negatively hurt or harm other people or beings and all mm. of that. But like, apart from like, as long as it's good and not harming anyone else, do go nuts. Like, you know, J- like just, just go for it, because because why, like, why the hell yep. not? You know,
3: no, I got you. That's that's why I still am insecure about plugging anything that i do in my free time even though i enjoy it i'm just so afraid of like people uh yeah and that's something just i just need to get over in, in in at some point but again it's still really hard for me i don't know why but
0: yeah but i mean and it's yeah i mean that's just it i don't really know what else to say other than like that's just like a i think an excellent thing to like a mantra to live by
3: yeah it's
0: good, the, what makes you happy while you can, you know? Yeah, um,
3: I think that's a good note to end on, too.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, really, like, I, that's I guess that's all I had written for this <laughs> album. And I know it's a lot, but like, Nick, did you have anything else? Now?
3: I love this so much. I'm done. I said, Did you have anything else? Because I'm, 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 I'm done, I'm done too. All right, okay, then uh,
0: I guess I guess we'll uh we'll rate it. Um, I guess I'll go and then Nick. And then Jordan, you go because you're yep. gonna announce next week's episode. Um, this is an easy ten. <laughs> if I could give it higher, I would. It is. It is literally like top three albums of all time for Dang. me. I love it so much. Um, yeah, and I, I there's nothing more I can say. I'll just leave it at that.
2: I'll give it. I'll give it a nine point five, like I gave Witness last week, because. It has everything I see that that I could see in a tin, but it doesn't quite scratch the personal itch for me like some other albums do. Mm-hmm. So nine and a half for sure. I gotcha.
3: Sure. I gotcha. Jordan, what's your uh, what's
0: your what's your numerical rating?
3: I was gonna give it a three, but then after us talking about it so much, I'll give it a four. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry to do this album like that. I, I don't.
2: No, we we know like, it's, we know the, it's not your thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly, I was expecting just, like it it's to, literally uh, just because uh, uh, of the music.
3: Because like music is a right. great deal. Like a hundred percent, I know. Like the it was heartfelt and like it, it covered mm-hmm. a lot of deep topics. It's just like the music, like just purely me based on listening to it again. It's just the music isn't what gets me, you know?
0: Right. I gotcha. Um, so then, sound and color is still number one. <laughs> Well, I guess Sound and Color at Man on the Moon are tied for number one well, at eight see. and a half.
1: Sounding. But
0: then this is tied. Yeah, because uh, me and Nick gave it a 10 and you gave it a five and a half. Um, Wait, which album
3: was that again? Who, who? That was the
0: Alabama Shakes one.
3: gave that a five? Oh, yeah, I did. Sometimes I'm like
0: um, Yeah, so it's Cuddy and that are tied for one. But then this is tied for second place with babe, Coming sorry. Home, Rage, and RKS's album. Okay. Feel good about that. I, that's better than I thought it would be. I really thought it was going to be lower. Um, yeah, and then it's and then in third is yay, yay, <laughs>
3: yay.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um. All right, so then what are we going to be listening to next week, Jarden?
3: Um. Oh gosh, which one is it again? How does it How does it go again? Huh. <laughs> It go Berry. hallelujah.
0: No way. Oh, we're listening to. I think I want
3: to listen to Good we're Kid, listening- Ma. No way. City. Okay. Oh my god.
1: Okay.
3: <laughs> because I've honestly, and this is kind of sad to admit, I think I've only listened to like three songs off that album ever.
1: Oh, I, I've
3: never even listened to this Weird song. Good, I know, I know. That's why. I, that's why. And it's like, it's like albums where I have good songs off of it, and then I just never listen to the album, and then like I hear another song off of it, and I'm like, oh, that's that's awesome and then i still don't listen to the whole album after that i'm yeah. just like bro.
2: um are we doing the uh all right like all right. the standard version or the deluxe version? Uh,
3: yeah. let me let me see real quick
0: so i'll tell you the deluxe version the narrative ends in the regular yeah, we, version, we should and then the deluxe version has a few good bonus yeah. tracks but if you're looking at it straight up from the narrative concept of it, it's just. What
2: should what should what, and the what do you, the, what do you the you deluxe version is a total of an hour and a half long. Yeah, it adds
0: okay. It, it adds another what, like six or seven yeah. tracks. So we should we should just
3: do the regular what,
2: one. Then? I the regular one wraps up thematically and has. Like I'd say, I think the regular one would be fine. What do you think, Jane? Yeah, I think the regular would be fine, because, like with, you said,
0: it wraps up the matter. Yeah, yeah. There it some, ends with Compton, there right? There's some good ones. No, it ends book. with uh, Sing About Me, I'm Dying a Third. No, no, it
2: it ends with Compton, the original one does. Yeah. Does it end with
0: Compton? Okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry,
3: I was looking at the track list, and it says, like, one CD and then two CDs, so I was wondering... Yeah, yeah. Well, I that's, guess, that's I guess all of saying. them actually say bonus track, um, so I should have just known that, but... Um,
0: yeah, I mean, Black Boy Fly, Black Boy Fly is good, um, and the recipe yeah. is good, but you're not missing too much with Now or Never, Collect Calls, I got
3: IMO. Bachelot, can my vibe um, remix, though, with Jay Zebra? Sorry. I
0: just... <laughs> we'll, we'll check it out. Yeah, so we're going to do the regular version? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Gosh, gotcha. I'm excited. Because
3: it goes, Good lord.
4: Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Big boys, it's
3: tell it me, me what, what you do. doing. Choosing?
0: Everybody <laughs> don't expect this shit. Alright, so then I adjust my outro notes so that I don't... One, run up the gun.
2: <laughs> Very quickly, I've just started off Wait. since we're running relatively long. Yeah, uh, I listened I to it. Bahamas, Sturgill, Revenge of the Dreamers 3, Spilligen. Interesting. And uh, wow, an indie comedy absurdist podcast called This is Branchburg a lot this week
3: interesting you listen to revenge of the dreamers 3 and spillage, spillville
2: <laughs> yeah uh both those uh i really like spillage that that's a really good album. and revenge of the dreamers Wait, 3 Spilligion? i was trying to get back into it yeah spillage is There's the a, um the album Spilling, for spillage village's for sp- new album
3: okay okay okay. Yeah. sorry
2: I, that's why i assumed. Yeah, but, yeah. but any, anyone else take it away
3: oh yeah sorry i've been listening to money trees like so much that's why i wanted to listen to this song um again meet the Wu Two, <laughs> dude that's my album dude Legendary. i cannot. it's the best uh it's 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 my favorite album of all time i should have given it a 10 i'm so sad <laughs> but um uh there's a song called don't die by killer mike
1: it's oh okay good. okay
3: um yeah. i actually discovered that song a while ago before even you guys introduced well, I knew of RTJ, but I didn't, like, no know them at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever, like, listen to this song. But, right. like, I, I listened to this song. It was actually, I think, during the, uh, sadly, it's when, uh, everything was happening back in May with, like, the George Floyd uh-huh. protests and yeah. stuff. And Spotify did a, uh, like, a very political-themed, uh, playlist. Okay. And I found yeah. a couple songs on there, and that was, that was one of them. But, yeah uh I don't think there's nice. anything else. Maybe a couple songs here and there, but nothing, nothing too crazy.
1: Okay.
0: Um, for me, been listening to Southeastern a lot again because I love it. um uh, I also just kind of like was going through and just listening to his past catalog as well, just because I was like in that mood. Um, yeah, and then some like Black Keys and stuff. A little bit of Saint Paul and the Broken Bones, but nothing too crazy. Um yeah all right cool so then i guess i'll hit it with the outro um we just wanted to say thanks again for listening this week uh remember to tune in next week where we're going to be taking a look at good kid mad city the standard edition by kendrick lamar uh be sure to give it a listen or two so you can kind of have your own thoughts and you know join in the discussion in your own head uh you know feel free to either leave a comment about your thoughts on this week's album on youtube or you can also tweet them at us we're on twitter at at listen up pod and that account as well as our personal handles will be in the description of wherever you found this episode um but for now we'll catch you next week and remember to listen up